Good. Yeah, so you're in, you're in California, eh? Yep, right over here in the Bay Area, um, just like about, I would say, 15, 20 minutes south of San Francisco. Is, uh, is everything still on fire over there, or whatever happened with that? You know, um, I think, at least up here, um, they started to get it under control, and then we had rain, actually, twice. So I think things have definitely, if they weren't already calm, then they're definitely you know, calmer out by now. That's good. So, yeah. And, uh, well, let me, I'll, I'll attempt your last name first. Uh, Calderon. Yep. There hey, you go. All right. So Joel called Joel. See, screwed it up. Joe Calderon, <laughs> uh, <laughs> of, uh, light worker fame and, uh, famous, um, in, invented the uh, the cauldron. That's a little known fact about Joe. That's uh, yes. So what's going on, man? You know, just uh, just hanging out, working, um, and uh, trying to get band stuff done uh, in between uh, work and stuff and living. What, and uh, what's your day yeah. job? I actually am a business analyst. Uh, I work at Google. No kidding. Yeah, so um, I do that, and then, uh, and then obviously I have a light worker. So what's it? Uh, what is it like working for Google? How to in that? Uh, like, do you work like at the head? I guess everything's remote now, but like, so you work for like Google proper, or are you like a subcontractor? No, no, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a contractor. So okay, um, yeah. So um, although. We'll we'll see. You know, the future is uh, is bright, as they say. So we'll see what happens. So, so from being somewhat on the inside, uh, is Google as evil as as they say? <laughs> no, no. Um, I think uh, you know, just that's the way things are with the media and whatnot. But no, actually, part of the reason why I've been there for uh, four years is because I, I actually, I actually really enjoy it. So, um, yeah. Are you, uh, do you watch Silicon Valley? Um, I've seen one episode, but I, oh uh, otherwise God. I haven't. Oh, I feel like that'd be, uh, I feel like you should. It's a fantastic show. Their, uh, their fake or their version of Google in it is just hilarious. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Oh dude. Yeah. It's, it's must watch for anyone, anyone in the industry. So, yeah, man. Uh, so I just reached out to you. Um, really, I've been so following. Uh, like we were like internet friends before I even uh, realized you were in a band. And then you, um, like, congratulations on the uh, solid state signing and the release of the album, which I also hadn't listened to. I think I. Um, there's such a deluge of music and media right and i constantly get like hey listen to this listen to this and so i'll do the yeah. bad habit of like skimming a song like from my phone speaker um of course <laughs> but when i when i actually uh ordered um the lp which was on sale at uh, solidstate.com y'all should go pick it up um i listened to it and that shit is a banger my friend like that is really good Thank you. I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, uh, very impressed. Um, so, how long have you been doing that? What's uh, let's see. Where do we want to start here? When um, hmm. Well, where are you? Let's let's we'll start at the beginning. Like, uh, where are you? Where are you from originally? Yeah, right. Uh, actually, just uh, about thirty minutes uh, south of here. Um, where in the town called San Bruno, I live in, uh, in a small town. Well, it's not so small anymore. It's getting bigger because of big tech, uh, called Redwood city. Um, and I grew up my, you know, pretty much spent my whole life there, um, until I moved up here. So what was, yeah. um, what was, uh, family like, did you grow up? Um, I'm always curious as to how people, uh, what was their religious leanings uh, growing up, like kind of that background, if, if there was any? Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, my mom 
immigrated from El Salvador during the Civil War that was happening in the 80s over there. Um, and, you know, she came over here and um, a few years later had me. And um, I think, you know, there, there's um, – she definitely has, like, r some religious roots. And she spent a long time trying to find the right church uh, here and then, uh, you know, um, just started out her life, eventually uh, got married and uh, with with my uh, then stepdad and then – uh, yeah, we, we was kind of, I, I guess, in a, in a weird way, it was kind of a, the typical kind of like, although we were, you know, we're, we're Latin, you know, like, it was the typical kind of, you know, good Christian family, but then when you get home, it gets pretty dark, so. Yeah, well, um, and so yeah. she, she literally immigrated fleeing from the Civil War, like first generation immigrants, or how did that? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the very first, like, U.S. born, uh, person in, in our whole family, like, including extended family, so. Wow. Yeah, so I, yeah, I imagine that's kind of how it was, um, my father's mother, uh, like, my grandpa met her, like, during World War II, um, from Germany, so she had, she, like, didn't speak English. Um, so she had a ton and I'm not saying this is the case, but it's, she had a ton of trauma from everything that happened during the war and all that. And that's, that's kind of what would happen. Um, you know, yeah, the, the kind of veneer of the, the Christian family. And then of course, like, you know, some real stuff would happen at home because of just, you know, hard living and things you've been through. Yeah, I, I would, I mean, uh, you know, I, before, you know, just a disclaimer before we go further with this, you know, like my mom and like my relationship with my mom now is like pretty damn good. Uh, we talk almost every day and, um, you know, everything's all good. But um, for a long time, it was very rough because of, you know, A, I would say the religious aspect and, and also to clear another thing up, I'm still a Christian. Um but, uh, you know, and then B, uh, the other the other aspect was obviously her trauma that she still deals with to this day, you know. Um, but she's grown a lot. I mean, and obviously I've gotten older and I understand a lot more. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, um, especially once I started getting old enough to recognize that, that I, some of these patterns probably – like I didn't know how to articulate it as as a kid, you know. Yeah. But but I would I noticed at a very young age um, that I was just like, yo, some of this stuff isn't right. <laughs> so, but yeah. What uh? So what was life like for you getting into you know becoming a man? You know what what uh what kind of things were you into uh in high school or did you what do you remember, like, believing about uh, God or the world or what, what kind of philosophies kind of dominated your, your mind early on? Yeah, so that, that's a good question. I, you know, it's funny, growing up, we, you know, like I said, we were uh, very involved in the church, and that was my goal as a kid. I wanted to be a pastor. I really looked up to... Um, my pastor at one of the two churches we used to go to, we went to two because one of them was English-speaking, and um, and then the the second one was Spanish-speaking. So we would have two services that we would go to on Sundays. Um, and uh, the the Spanish-speaking pastor, who also, also spoke English, uh, just had a profound influence on me and um, as a kid, and he's a good man. And, uh, you know, that's what I aspired to be. But at, at a very young age, I, I guess I began to <laughs> kind of be, I, I don't know what the word is, maybe invalidated because of my age. Mm. Yeah. And like, you don't, and, you know, nothing yet. 
Yeah, pretty much that, and um, and all at the same time, you know, my home life was a mess, and so it just. Um, but somehow, I don't. You know, it's funny. I was actually talking to a friend about this the other, a few days ago. Somehow, I don't. I don't know how, but like, growing up, especially in my teenage years, I would say probably junior year. I started to realize that a lot of the stuff that I grew up believing may not necessarily, I don't want to say it's not true, but it's, you know, it just didn't align with what I believe God is about. Sure. It, and, oh, go ahead. You remember any specifics? Because I, I had a similar, a similar thing. Oh yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff. I mean, one of them is like the whole rapture thing, um, yep. which which really screwed with me. Um, even to this day, man, like there's still times where I, you know, it, it, <laughs> like I, I I catch myself like thinking things, and I'm just kind of like, whoa, chill, you know. And um, you know, when I was a kid, uh, even up into my early teenage years, I mean, I would sometimes lay awake at night and just you know like just scared yep like and and you know just you know it, it was definitely not I don't know like I said up until my junior year and then I started having conversations with friends that um, you know didn't believe particularly but were respectful of me but they would ask me questions and I was like yeah why the hell do I believe that you know and um then going into my senior year, I actually moved out of my house and uh, dropped out of high school. But I lived with a family that, um, you know, what wasn't religious at all. And But the thing was that it was the contrast between how I was treated at home and versus, you know, this family that I lived with for, uh, I would say, almost a half a year was just absolutely night and day and as in like the 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 quote non-religious people turned out to be better than the religious people or i i, I would say um not better but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um just yeah i i, I remember meeting like uh Jehovah's Witness kid, there was a, it seems like, like in the South where I was, that everyone is Christian, and then there will be, like, there was one Jehovah's Witness kid, and it was just kind of like he was the odd man out, but I remember being like, he is, he is seemingly living a, you know, quote, uh, better is a bad word, but He's, uh, you know, he's more in the straight and narrow than I'm being, and so wrestling with, and yet he's gonna go to hell, <laughs> and yeah, or or just meeting, you know, as as getting older, meeting good friends that you know just didn't claim. I had that weird assumption that like only people that were Christians could be good people, and if they weren't Christians, but they were quote good in my mind I'm like yeah but you're doing some really sick stuff like when no one's looking <laughs> or <laughs> you know yeah it yes so I, I understand the kind of um it's a culture shock really or it's really just a a, a shaken up of of your ideals it's like in yeah in the and the thing was for me, like, I, I guess what ended up happening was when I really started to get into music and whatnot, that's kind of where the shift also began. Like, music played a major role in my spirituality, and it still does to this day. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because by me discovering, you know, like, what back then was kind of more of the scene and whatnot, um, it introduced me to... A, a bunch of different people, you know, that just with different beliefs and all that stuff. And I really, I liked those people, you know, and maybe it was a little bit different because, you know, I'm on the coast, so I wasn't used to like everybody being a Christian, you know, mm. like it was, it was, I mean, there was your fair amount, but like, um, but I ended up 
you know, uh, going to a Christian school for a while. Actually, funny, funnily enough, uh, I actually went to the same Christian school that Dan Koch did. From, no uh, way. Yeah, from Sherwood. Do, do y'all um, know each other? Um, I know who he is because he was, like, older than me, and he was in a band called Ignorant Youth, and he they were, like, the band, you know? So I'm not sure if he knows who I am, but, like, um, I'm, I was uh, – I kept in touch for a while with one of their guitarists, um, Chris LaPointe, and he, he's a great dude. But um, yeah, I've I've actually never seen Dan since then. But yeah, we went to the we went to the same school. That's hilarious, and the, so, the fact that he was in a band called Ignorant Youth, like knowing who Dan is, is the funniest thing to me. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, but anyway, you know, so once I got out of that Christian school, which was uh, actually the fourth quarter of eighth grade, um, I went from sixth grade up until that quarter. Um, I, you know, I like I said, I just met a, a myriad of different kinds of people, and um, you know, by the time I hit junior year, I, you know, I just. It, I, I would say that was kind of like the beginning of I would say that was that was probably my peak of religious Joe if that makes sense mm-hmm. but also the the beginning of like um, my real growth I don't really like to use the word uh, deconstruction um, yeah. it's it's that, very overused at this point yeah and uh, you know that's I mean that's a whole other conversation but um, you know, in my twenties, I, you know, then went through, uh, my late, my, my late teens, like, you know, part of the reason why I dropped out of, uh, or wow, I just gave it away. Part of the reason why I, um, moved in with that family was cause I dropped out of high school and, uh, on my senior year and everybody's like, why are you doing it your senior year? And I was just went through a crazy depression because that summer was like one of the most traumatic things that had ever happened to me in which, uh, there's a lot behind that story, but, uh, it just ended up with me being falsely accused or something. And mm. I was actually, uh, arrested in front of my whole neighborhood. And then my family ended up admitting to, uh after 24 hours that you know they basically you know were lying and uh you know they always got in trouble for for lying of course and they they were like we understand you wanted to teach your son a lesson but because uh, i was 18 like going into my senior year yeah so um you know at, at that point um it, it was you know it kind of it definitely destroyed me i was and and i think that was like the first part of like me learning about god and stuff but i was extremely depressed and then there was two other instances both uh those two later instances were in my 20s where i had two really big like cases of doubt Mm. Were they situational or, I mean, I don't know how much you want to go into them, but you feel free. Uh, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, I think, well, I just had a lot of questions because even though I got out of my depression um, and, uh, but I, I still had a lot of work to do emotionally. Um, and then spiritually, you know, I started to really lean in uh, towards uh, guys like, you know, C.S. Lewis and, and whatnot. And I started becoming, I started to become very interested in, uh, I guess, in the more uh, philosophical side of Christianity. So I would ask a lot of questions. And um, sometimes it, it was just very difficult to figure out the answer to those questions. Um, and I just remember, I mean, th- th- these were questions that would like, I don't want to say plague my mind, but like every spare moment that I had, I would, I mean, this is what I was thinking about. This is what I was reading about. And, um, you know, I came to these conclusions where, you know, I, I guess I'm not scared of being challenged anymore. 
Hmm. Um, in terms of my faith, but um, both times were were essentially the same thing, where it was just more from a philosophical point of view, like, is this true? Is this um, scientifically possible? You know, um, and uh, yeah, so that that yeah, those two, and then I'm kind of where I'm at now, and I'm you know still growing, still. Uh, like to be challenged but i definitely am at a point where i feel like i even if i wanted to i don't think i could get rid of my faith just because it's so uh god's a badass so yeah 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 that that's what's always interesting to me because yes i i went through similar things as well and uh we we both i mean we're part of communities where that's kind of the whole deal the whole common factor uniting factors people that went through those things what mm-hmm. always what I could never, or the, the perspective that I have trouble understanding is it really does seem to go two ways. It's like you, you start questioning, you have these doubts and you either just completely are like, Oh yeah, all that is lies and meaningless. And I just don't believe any of it anymore. Or I kind of had the same thing I've had. Um, I, 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 there was a, a two-year point in my life where I tr- I tried my hardest to not believe and to completely deny it, um, and it was, uh, you know, God showed me otherwise. It, it, it's just like I can't, I can't get away from it any more than I can stop, like, just convince myself that oxygen isn't a thing and just stop breathing. It's like I, I just can't. Yeah. Um, so do you, why, why do you think you're unable to get it? Like, why do you think you chose option B instead of just, uh, dismissing the whole idea? Um, it, it might sound kind of stupid, but like <laughs> it, it, the world is way too complex to, for it just to be coincidence in, in my opinion the the odds of anybody even just being a human being is just insane you know and um, I, I guess through my personal experiences as well um, I just I can't even if I wanted to deny it um, I have those experiences uh, whether they be you know I don't know. It's like you could chalk it up to coincidence or you could be like, yo, this is, this is a uh, fate, you yeah. know? And, and, uh, you know, and, and in many ways, to be honest with you, that's, that's kind of actually how Lightworker even began. Um, and I think Lightworker was the first band that I was in where I didn't necessarily try to quote unquote make it, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well then, yeah, let's, let's, uh, that's a good segue. So how did, how did Lightworker, uh, begin or how did your musical career begin? Well, with, um, I, I had been in a bunch of other bands, uh, prior and, you know, one, one of the bands, uh, which I won't name, uh, <laughs> was headed by a guy who definitely just wanted fame, like, that's that's all we wanted and uh so eventually uh, i was asked to step down from that band and um i immediately almost immediately started another band kind of almost as like a um <laughs> like a middle finger to that band yeah yeah and and just kind of you know and sorry but but the thing was that i at that point, that band, that band called the Vera Project. I'm very proud of what we did, but I definitely and I love the guys in that band. As a matter of fact, um, our drummer was in that band. So, um, but the 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 other guys, we just had very different visions as to what we wanted, and that's the reason why the band sounded the way it did. But my goal was always to like outdo that prior band, and um, and prove that art could be a thing you know over wanting fame or any kind of just menial bullshit you know yeah 
and, and um, so, but I, you know, and, and we did some cool things, but the band ended up uh, falling apart. And uh, oddly enough, it was, it was because our drummer who's, you know, uh, Ryan, who's now in Lightworker, he was very young back then. And uh, he was, I think he was like 19 and his parents were, you know, he was still young enough to where his parents were like, yo, are you going to do, are you going to do the band thing or are you going to do the music thing? Cause if you do the music thing, then, you know, you're going to have to, you know, like, start paying rent and all this stuff and paying all your own bills. And he's like, dude, I'm 19. I can't afford all this stuff, you know? So he was kind of like faced with a difficult decision to, to, to step down. And then the band chemistry was kind of, you know, like th thrown off access. And, and I think we all just kind of gave up at that point, you know? And, um, but the thing was that I had a leftover song, um, that we didn't record, uh, called cholera and you know i went to my friend my buddy nick uh who ended up joining uh, lightworker as well we used to be called red skies but we had to change our name to lightworker but back then and it was supposed to be like my solo project just supposed to be like a cathartic kind of thing i just wanted to get this song out uh especially with what it was about lyrically because uh, i was going through uh gnarly breakup ah <laughs> uh, the the genesis of some of the best works of art of our time are breakups <laughs> right yeah and um so i recorded it and um i you know we, we just me and my buddy nick we just had so much fun that we we just kind of kept writing a little bit and stuff and you know i didn't really expect it to go anywhere but uh you know, some people just started whispering in my ear saying, like, dude, you should, I mean, you and Nick are really doing some cool stuff. You you should really try to do this, you know? And I was just like, I don't know, dude. Like, I really tried so hard for, I think it was like five years with the Vera Project that I was just kind of, I was kind of done, you know? Um, but one thing led to another and a producer heard it. We actually got funding for the EP and uh, before I knew it, we were flying out to Nashville and then Kansas city to work with a producer. Uh, I mean, who worked with uh, Norma Jean and uh, you know, a bunch of other bands that I absolutely love. And uh you know, then the band went through, it almost broke up. <laughs> um, what's the, what's had, the time, like, where are we at? What year? What's the timeline right now? Right now, this is like 2012 and all the way up to 2016 is what I'm about to okay. tell you. So like, uh, Nick ends up leaving the band. He, he's just, uh, he's got other things to do. And, um, and so, like with with him, our uh, our bass player left as well. And at that point, my 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 best bud uh, Grayson, um, I just told him I was just like, dude, I don't even know if I want to even put this EP out because it, we had been working on it so long that it was just it just took such a ridiculous amount of time to get it done. I was just burnt out, and he was like, dude, I'm gonna push through don't worry about it. You just take a back seat because I know you've been through the ringer for this thing. And, uh, our buddy, Greg, shout out to Greg. Um, great guy. He was like, well, I'll, f you know, I, I'm not really a riff guy, but like I can hold down the <laughs> rhythm, like the most simple, like, you know, bass notes, uh, until you guys find somebody, you know, and we're just like sick. All right. Thanks dude. And then we found another dude, um, and you know, he, he, he joined as well. And then, you know, we completed the lineup and then we decided to, we released the EP, but and then we decided, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna write a record just because we, we, you know, we didn't get dressed up for nothing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we just started writing and within, uh, from 2016 to 2018, we wrote, uh, Fury by Failure. 
and that was me and Grayson, and uh, we had another changing of the guard. Um, and at that point, we had um, some friends that we had made that were on the label, and they kind of just passed it along, and the rest is kind of history. And we got new members, and here we are. And everybody that's in the band now is super pumped, super stoked, and yeah. So you so pretty much within like two years, basically, of, of forming, you got signed to Solid State? No, 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 no. Um, so the band started – okay, so there's a long period in which um, – the band was moving at a snail's pace. Okay. Once, one, and uh, once my buddy, buddy Nick left, because he he was, um, he was the dude who was like finishing up our EP. We worked with the producer, but there was some things that we needed to finish up that uh, that you know he needed to do back home. But the thing was that he kept getting booked up in his studio, so our EP kept getting shelved. And then once we finally got it, once we finally released it, and Nick, knowing he knew, and we talked about this recently, he was like, dude, I know I'm slowing you guys down. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just going to step down and you guys do your thing. And once he stepped down, I mean, he was right. I mean, we we just started going at, you know, light speed, really. And uh, so after 2016, I would say, that's when the ball just really started to roll. Yeah. So, and then, so that's got to be really tough that you got, you get signed, you're releasing the album and then a worldwide pandemic hits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's kind of crazy because, you know, I obviously grew up, listening to solid state bands it's like a dream label for me and uh you know we get everything lined up because we we actually signed in october of 2019 oh. uh, and uh so we and we had just bought a van like in i think it was like late december early january and um and then we had uh you know that's when we that's when ryan joined the band and uh, our drummer, who was also in the Vera Project. Actually, fun fact, Ryan joined the band for like a few months, and then he left, and then our buddy Kenny took over and and did a phenomenal job, and then uh, and then Kenny stepped down, and then Ryan came back. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that's the, yeah, after all the, yeah, nice. I'm going to just hop back in, guys. What's that? I said, I'm going to just hop back in, guys. Tag in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it's it's uh it's kind of funny like and then uh but no it was perfect like it, it actually ended up working out uh really well and um but yeah you know it, it was funny because we played actually like a week or two before like the shutdowns were happening but things were starting to get worse here in because we were one of the first hot spots out here the bay area so we actually played a show i think it was like a week and a half before everything shut down And, like, it was crazy because that night was electric. I mean, we had so many good bands on the bill that were smaller, but, like, uh, just absolutely talented. I mean, we had uh, – it was was funny because we we hadn't announced that we signed yet because we weren't, you know – yeah, we hadn't – we had been signed, but we couldn't say anything yet, you know? And – the whole lineup was all face down record bands and, and us opening. And uh, it was such a good night. The show was packed. And then about a week, week and a half later, everything shut down. <laughs> uh, that, so what was the, I mean, what, how did that feel? <laughs> I mean, walk me through, I mean, was it like a, wind out of your sales sort of thing or like i mean i guess nobody really anticipated that it would be this long like when it was first happening yeah so at first you know i mean it was just a bunch of question marks you know and uh you know for about a month none of us saw each other because we were like almost in complete lockdown nobody knew anything about the virus or you know like 
how it worked back then. You know, everything was happening real time and uh, in terms of knowledge about it and whatnot. So um, it was insane. And I remember the first time that we all actually got together, um, or at least uh, our drummer lives in, in uh, San Diego, but the, the rest of us, we, we got together. And it was, I remember that night, like, it was super eerie. It was like in April. And it was cool because, you know, we all got together and it was great to see everybody. But there was like this weird, you know, like fog of we know we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. <laughs> yeah. And um, and every nobody else had seen each other either. Like uh, each of the dudes, you know, were, you know, just living with with their girlfriends and, and or fiance and and nobody had seen each other except, you know, their, their significant other. And, uh, and for me, I, back then I was, I was living with my mom. So I had only seen my mom. So like the first time we all saw each other, it, it was just, it was weird. Cause it was like a Saturday night, but you know, it was eerily quiet out there. And I live about almost an hour away from where we met up and on the way over there, I mean, the, the freeway was pretty much just, you know, like nobody out there. Yeah. Like 28 and, days later. Yeah. Like it was insane. And then, and especially on the way back, you know, like, cause usually even, especially on a Saturday night, you know, at like, you know, midnight or something, like there's still a decent amount of people that are, you know, out and about, especially in our area. Um, you know, in the Silicon Valley, I mean, there's a decent amount of people that are, you know, going to the next bar or, you know, going home from, from a concert or something or, you know, late, late dinner. And dude, I, I, I probably saw like three cars. Jeez. And it was the most, I mean, it was eerie, eerie as hell. And, uh, you know, so the first time that we all saw each other, we just didn't, we didn't even talk about the band. We were just relieved to see other human beings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, exactly. Then, um, but and then we, you know, we started to kind of like slowly, you know, come back towards the band. And then um, we were just like, dude, the record's going to be dropping. Like the, the, you know, life keeps moving on and we had to figure out ways to, got stuff done and we were just like well if we want to shoot a music video for this thing like we got to figure it out and that was a whole ordeal like and so we're doing our best to try to make stuff happen as much as we can but obviously we'd much rather be out on tour right now <laughs> yeah what's like what's kind of the vibe from other musicians or like have any communication with the label like what's everyone kind of thinking or planning or doing with all this um as far as i know you know uh for, first off i would just want to say solid state has been extremely supportive they like they're awesome and they they've really taken care of us especially for like a baby band you know um, it's been cool, but I, I think, especially after the announcement this morning of like the, the, the vaccine, uh, being like 90% effective, which is like more than the average like vaccine, more than the, even the flu vaccine that might change things. Yeah. Um, from, from what I've heard through the grapevine, we're looking at, at the earliest Q3 of next year for shows. I don't know if that means full fledged touring but i could see like sh maybe maybe some shows happening like locally uh depending on you know each area is going to be different right because each area has different hot spots and different spikes and and all that stuff uh but from from what i hear it, it's looking probably not like like full-fledged touring probably not until 2022 Ugh. and i did you have tickets to furnace fest uh no actually we were trying to get on it <laughs> <laughs> well you got some time now oh that's such a bummer now it'll be yeah because i'm i'm realizing that too that it's you know everyone's like well 2021 but it's like man probably not unless there's some sort of yeah widespread vaccine i don't know i don't know man 
it's it's insane because it's like by then too, um, you know, we and we've talked about this a lot as well. By then too, like the album, our album would have been quote unquote old by industry standards, right? So, um, you know, we're already gearing up and you know, kind of lightly writing for the next one because I mean, it's there's always content you can put out, I feel. And then, and then people also get burnt out from just hearing from the same band over and over again, at least in my opinion. Right. Right. That's, it is, I do feel for the bands that had like major releases and like yours among them that, that are really stellar. And it's, it's unfortunate that some of them are going to get, um, kind of lost in the shuffle. But I think, you know, I guess the, the silver lining is that you have, you know, you, you do have time right now to write and just kind of plan and um, just, you know, are y'all going to hop on the doing live streams or anything like that? We got some stuff in the works. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, we've, we've got some stuff in the works. So um, that'll, that'll definitely be something that we will tackle. Um, and uh, it's kind of tough, though, because for us, since we only have one record <laughs> and um, there's only so many times you can do a live stream, it's not like, you know, bands like Under Oath who have like a bunch of records under their belt where they can play it front to back. So right. we're kind of trying to figure out a way where we're just kind of like, dude, even if we wanted to play like you know, 20 songs. We just don't have them. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, unless the people want us to start playing Wonderwall or something, but Dude, like... everybody wants to hear Wonderwall, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so we're, we're, we're trying to figure out a way for, you know, as like a baby band to kind of like figure that out. But I think our focus is going to be, uh, you know, I mean, definitely that, but also looking towards the future because, uh, which we kind of, just by my nature, I'm obsessed with like the next step, yeah. And and so I've just been talking to, or you know, like me and Grayson write the like ninety percent of the music. Uh, me and the guitar player. So we've already kind of talked about which direction we want to go and everything like that, and just try to make sure that. Uh, we're all on the same page because the way that Grayson and I work, we're very calculated guys. So it's like, this is what I want to do. What do you think? It's like, I think this is cool, but why don't, if we're going to do that, then let's make sure we do this. So it's like, we're definitely the kind of band that like talks about stuff before we actually dive in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to go in half cocked. Um, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Would you say that Lightworker is, um, like a conceptual band, do you have, um, I mean, it, it sounds like, but, uh, like a specific purpose for existing or, or message that you're trying to get out to the world? Not really. No? <laughs> uh, I would say, uh, each song is kind of its own, like within you know, an album is kind of like, a a book and then uh, uh, filled with short stories or they can be chapters. And for us, I think it's a bunch of short stories. Um, each song has its own kind of meaning uh, in, in fury by failure. Uh, coincidentally, the, either there are like pairs of songs that um, have like similar uh, lyrical content, but um you know, I, I think if there was one thing, and this is like very big picture, it'd be like having a quiet sense of hope and mm. in a real crazy world, especially nowadays. Yeah. Were were you um so I mean and I don't wanna open a massive can of worms as we're kinda of winding down, but you know, being from uh being a first generation, um I imagine you were pretty uh, happy with the election results. Oop, hello. Did I lose you? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Sorry, you completely cut out there for like 10 seconds. Oh, and that was yeah. such an awkward thing to be cut out on. Yeah, too. I can hear you. <laughs> 
Did you hear the question though? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I said being a being a first generation. I was like, I imagine you're pretty happy with the election results. <laughs> and then it was just oh boy crickets, dude. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Well, Even uh, you know, I mean, this this is what I'm gonna say. Um, and you know, vague boy is vague. Um, I, what I will say is the exact same thing that I said with the last presidential election to to some of my friends. You know, like let's just wait and see. You know, at yep. the end of the day, we're all um, you know Americans. We all should love each other and support each other. And you know, without you know people who you know, work in certain industries, we wouldn't have other people in other industries. This is all a big, uh, you know, uh, big web, you know, mm -hmm. in which we all interconnect and, you know, uh, we all have different ideals and whatnot and we need to be able to respect each other and um, it, even if passionately, but still, you know, come to terms with the fact that like, hey, we're, we all we're all flesh and blood. Yeah. So absolutely. Well, uh, all right, Joe. So where can everybody find, uh, light workers stuff? Oh boy. Uh, everywhere. Uh, we even have, uh, vinyl, I think as you said, uh, which actually has, this is exclusive to the vinyl, but there's actually extended liner notes in it. So underneath the lyrics, Grayson and I each typed up, um, a little bit uh, about the song, like fun facts or, or just about the lyrics and whatnot. It's exclusive to the vinyl. And then the CD has extended artwork that was done by Ryan Clark of Demon Hunter. Oh, nice. And uh, so if you're into physical copies, there's that. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. And uh, yeah, if you want to follow me for some weird reason and see pictures of my dogs or my dog. <laughs> go ahead and do that at Joey D's and uh, what, yeah, what's dude. the, uh, what would be the best way to like support y'all directly? Um, we have a, a merch store that we're going to be opening up soon. Uh, but as of now, I would say buying the, the vinyl or the CD from uh, the solid state web store, uh, merchnow.com. They have their own, uh, their own store. You can just search our band name. And, uh, yeah, if you pick up a vinyl, uh, especially that would be, that would be phenomenal. Sweet. So everybody go do that, please. Uh, Joe, thanks so much for the chat, man. And, uh, we'll definitely talk again and, uh, yeah, man. Stay cool yeah. out there, brother. All right. You too. Thanks. Thanks.